0: We're just normal men. What do you mean, normal men? We're just innocent men. (laughs) Going to throw here to
1: Parker. At the 20, at the 15, at the 10, at the 5. He is almost... He got a touchdown! He got a touchdown! He got a touchdown! He got a touchdown! He got it in! He got it in!
0: He got it in! Oh, Doctor... Well, howdy guys, welcome back to the Red Ass Podcast. It is now 2024, we are finally back from our brief holiday, I would say.
1: So a holiday hiatus.
0: Yeah, yeah. Both of us had a lot going on, and there was a lot of <clears throat> and a lot of moving parts, but we are now back and ready to rock and roll here into the new year. But I'm uh, Rob White, Fighting Texas A Class of 14. And I'm Roy May, Fighting Texas A Class 2015. hmm so Monday, January 8th, and for those of you in the college football world, it is the day, National Championship Monday. And uh, we didn't really get a chance to touch on kind of the you know the semifinal. We didn't get a chance to really go into our bowl game uh, with the timing, but it's all great and good. Um, obviously, the big thing for me, uh, both games mm-hmm. were great for the semifinal. I thought they were both highly entertaining in their own right. And, I thought uh, they were
1: great. I thought they were great games. Mm-hmm um i i honestly with the michigan washington final i i think i I think it's exciting for college football and and i'm not one of those people that said you know that says you know college football is better when x team is good or i I don't necessarily believe in that but it's okay i I think i think we've had enough bama fatigue right you know the last i mean and don't get me wrong it's it's certainly well-earned i mean I mean what Nick Saban's done in Alabama is completely unbelievable but it's yeah. nice to see some fresh faces uh for a national championship. I don't really have a rooting interest so I'm actually just going to be able to enjoy the game. Yeah. You know, watch watch it for for what it is and hopefully what will be a very competitive uh, championship game.
0: Yeah. And it reminds me a bit of what was going on with the MLB last couple of years. You know just like our traditional powers are not necessarily the big names that are in the championship games lately. You know, you've had the Astros, you've had the Rangers, mm-hmm. even the Diamondbacks, and you know the Phillies to an extent. You know, if you know, they've had some historical success, of course, but we're not seeing like the Yankees and the Dodgers going at it. We're not seeing Alabama taking on, you know, the big name. Yeah, you know, Washington's a nice fresh face in there. And I know Michigan is a traditional power, but they haven't been back here in a minute. So
1: oh, it's been a <clears throat> I mean, it's been a long time for, for Michigan as well. Even though they're considered, you know, one of the blue bloods or you know, whatever phrase you want to use. Right. Um, you yeah, know, everybody knows Michigan. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: Um, <clears throat> but I thought the games were interesting. Um the the Bama Michigan game, uh uh I mean, I've kind of always had a soft spot for Michigan growing up. I grew up and when saw the the Fab Five basketball and mm-hmm. um so that was kind of my era and <clears throat> like the Bo Shem Beckler days. And so um you know, I've kind of, I've never really disliked Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was, honestly, like I said, yeah, you know, the Alabama fatigue, I thought it was, I thought it was nice to see Michigan beat them, quite frankly. Um, mm-hmm. um, I, I think as you stay in conference longer, mm-hmm. your, um, your conference allegiance and pride diminishes. I think that's kind of where I, at least that's where I am. Yeah. Um, you know, because we get on the SEC and everybody's like, SEC, you know, all that crap. Uh, but, but really, I don't care. In in fact, I I would prefer the teams that we have to play regularly not not win championships.
0: Well, and especially the teams that we tend to have beef with, guys like Ole Miss, guys like LSU, Arkansas. Those are the type of teams, and even you know, you look at Alabama's and Auburn's. I think Mm -hmm. always in the back of our head, especially these days, we're a little bit more like it's good. Obviously, kind of justifies. Hey, we. You know, if we lost to one of these guys, okay, they're a pretty decent team. But I, I hate the justification argument. And I'm like, you yeah. know what? At the end of the <clears throat> day, when your games. It sucks when you lose to those guys. And I've had enough interactions with negative individuals from those fan bases that you can just be, <laughs> yeah, they can lose. It's fine.
1: Well, and the other thing is, is we recruit directly against the people in our conference. Right. Right. So when when they're wildly successful, it makes it incredibly harder to recruit against them. And yeah, technically when you're recruiting in a national stage, you recruit against everybody. And I understand that, but you're, you're talking about the people in your backyard, you know? Yeah. Um, So it's, I'm sure it's, it's great for the conference, but I don't think the sec is going to lose any of its luster just because, you know, we don't have anybody in the championship game. It's so the conference, the conference still stands on its own and everybody knows that. Mm -hmm. Um, So Really, in my like the way I look at it is, I'd rather they not get there because we have to recruit against them. Mm-hmm. You know, you you have to show that you can get to that level that they're at, and mm-hmm. if they keep they keep stacking up titles, they're just going to keep stacking up recruiting classes.
0: Mm-hmm. So, and, and and there's obviously a very strong argument now that everybody's been saying you know, the likelihood of Georgia should have been in the obviously the playoff. They're one of the top four teams. I don't disagree, and it. it and obviously you saw how good Alabama is uh, so at the end of the day the conference is not going away anytime soon and well
1: well I mean I think you just have to look at the fact that starting next year we don't have to have we don't have to have these stupid arguments I mean there will there'll still always be arguments if you ever make a cutoff there's always going to be an argument you know it's right. just like the NCAA men's basketball selection show mm-hmm. like if you get left out that means I mean that means you're what 67th in the country technically because or there's four yeah. play, play- playing play games so 69 yeah. so then you should have just played better yep i mean yeah you know, so when you when you get to the cutoff when you expand the field uh-huh. the cutoff uh, on the back end on t- between 12 and 13 that's that's i mean you're always going to have controversy but that's your own doing if you know if you played better you wouldn't have been on the bubble
0: i would rather have people complaining about 12 and 13 than complaining about five and four because five and four, you know, that gets into conference <laughs> champion territory. And we obviously saw that this year. So it becomes a bit of a issue. And I knew that there was going to be a time coming up at some point where we were going to be sitting here with a bunch of conference champions that were all like zero to one loss. And there was going to be a discussion. And now we've had well, that conversation.
1: Well, and I think after the bowl games, you saw it, there's an argument to be made that Georgia should have been in, um, Sure. <laughs> so, but
0: it is what it is. That that's that's a conversation to be had next year. <laughs> oh yeah. And, and fortunately for us, like I said, it will be less of an issue next year with the twelve. That's just going to open up the field for everybody. And I'm really curious to see how some of those matchups play out for next year. I think it's going to be a very entertaining playoff potentially in that sense.
1: Well, I think this year it was. I think we're really getting kind of the most bang for our buck this year because it being the last year with just a fourteen field. Mm-hmm. Those were those semifinals were fantastic football games. You know, if, if you didn't have a rooting interest at all, they were they were just great football to watch. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: You know, Texas, Texas. I, I thought it was funny. You know, they all thought they were just going to run roughshod over Washington, and mm-hmm. and I, I'll be honest, I I kind of just saw Washington from afar. You know, through clips and highlights. Yeah. Um, but Penix Jr. can absolutely sling it. Um, mm-hmm. He is, he is, very very impressive. It's one of those things where, you know, you think, did we, uh, um, you know, did, did we vote on the
0: Heisman too soon? Well, kind and it, well, and it brings up the conversation that people have been having, you know, all you know, this entire time, which has been, are we doing those awards too early? Right. Do we need to push those till after the national but, title because I mean that's not the full scope of what the season is. But at the same time, I also understand
1: that you know one or two extra games, you know, it's it's a full body of work kind of thing. So I get that because if you say you're waiting extra games, then the teams that aren't in those extra games aren't, you know, they're not going to get a a, you know those or the players that are on the teams that aren't in those extra games don't get any extra you know play to uh, to to improve their performance. So I I, you know I can see both sides of it. But Penix is just but get back to Penix; he's unbelievable. Um, Yes, I they. Washington's defense stepped up when they needed to because their defense is not the strong you know, part of their team. They have the number one passing offense, I believe, in the nation.
0: They um, did, and, and <clears throat> it didn't help that Texas had one of the worst uh, passing defenses. And we did see the numbers really play out that way. And despite all the efforts that Washington made to give Texas the game late, um, at the end of the day, they end up pulling out the win. And, and what was an entertaining game and something that if you're a Longhorn Fan uh, at the end of the day, not anything to sneeze at. It was a good win. Sorry about that. We had a quick little stop. Had to take a phone call.
1: <laughs> well, getting back to the Washington Texas game, though, guys, I, I, I said this last week. I, I think we saw it bear out. You know, with Texas not having a great pass defense, and then you also realize that they're in the Big Twelve. That didn't, you know, didn't wasn't full of a, a ton of high power, you know, high firepower kind of offenses weird to say that (laughs) well yeah but what's interesting is i really kind of think texas missed its chance um yeah and there was there was a whole thing about you know how do you feel about texas being where they're at as opposed to you know we just replaced a coach and this and that and and there's some legs to that but but i don't think that it's, it's that big of a situation had Texas won and gone to the championship I think it would have been a much bigger deal and okay. regardless of outcome if they'd made it to the final I think you you do see um, you know some recruits kind of you know opening mm-hmm. their eyes maybe looking the other way kind of thing but I, I really think this is where Texas misses a chance because they are losing so much on both sides of the ball um, and they're going into an SEC you know conference slate and it's and what I don't think get I think they're playing Michigan next year, aren't they? In non conference, so yeah, and so this is one thing where I think Texas really missed his chance because although obviously with the expanded playoff, there's and I and I and I get it, and we can say it because we've learned it now. There is something to be said for the weekly grind of the SEC. There is. It's it's just it's completely different. The environments are different. Like the athletes are different, and and you know, you. You couple that with the fact that they're losing pretty much everything but their quarterback and their offensive
0: line? So they're very – yeah, like their second game of the season, their first road game, they are going to Ann Arbor.
1: Oh, and it's on the road. That's insane.
0: Yep. So, yeah, because I think
1: he lost like three or – like three or four top pass catchers on his offense. Yeah. Um, I think eight starters on the defense are leaving. So mm-hmm. it's like – they i feel like they really missed missed a, a window or a chance even it might have been small but they were there and and uh-huh. beating washington would have changed their entire narrative um sure. and don't get me wrong i mean they made the, they made the final four so they still have something they can hang their head on but what they have coming back is going to be tough and and i and i said this about michigan too this may be a tiny little window for michigan as well because if Harbaugh leaves you don't know what they're going to get to replace him and if that replacement is going to be worth the crap mm-hmm. and it sounds like there's a lot more smoke to to this Harbaugh going to the NFL fire than than maybe we thought about four four weeks ago. So
0: yeah, and, and that is certainly a factor uh, for a lot of these teams. And the beauty of our situation is, yes, you do have a new coach, but I mean, it's it's a complete fresh restart. I mean, we're starting to see the recruits starting to roll in off the transfer portal. Um, obviously, ranking there got us up to number three in transfers, which is not a bad deal.
1: Yeah, the Elko has absolutely smashed the transfer portal. What was it like? Hmm? Here, I think it was like either nine or eleven commits, like over the weekend, basically. Yeah,
0: yeah. He he was snagging them. And the other thing that is a great factor that we haven't really talked about was uh, the positive relationships that he's already establishing with a lot more local coaches, uh, which was something that we've lacked over the last uh, couple of, um, uh, yeah reigns as it were with uh jimbo fisher and of course with uh kevin Sutherland. we're seeing a lot more of the encouragement from the other programs like brian said yeah it was cool elko came out and actually talked to us yeah, the well
1: <clears throat> i think it was interesting and I, th- I think we've talked about this before like the mm-hmm. re- relationship that you have to have with the texas high school coaching association i think to an extent is kind of absurd sure. um, you need to have <clears throat> you need to have good relationships with the high schools you go to yeah you know and those coaches talking that's fine and, and but I think it's absurd but it, that doesn't mean it's not a thing right exactly so so the fact that Elko understands that addresses it and has and is already like fully engaged in it mm-hmm. uh, obviously is is gonna be nothing but positive you know on our end I agree so and yeah. I, I think maybe that played a part with uh that Purdue kid that's from Brian
0: yeah and it's a very very you know very real possibility he Obviously, he may have wanted to go to AM and but wasn't really looked at, not given a love. Goes off to Purdue. Wasn't a highly recruited guy at the point, but he's obviously developed well coming yeah, back. It, to.
1: It, it, yeah, ends up being, you know, obviously pretty darn good player.
0: Yeah. Because
1: um, the Big Ten does tackle, and they do play defense, because the Big Ten does like to run a lot.
0: Yeah, and yeah, Purdue has not really been a horrible team over the last several years. And They may not necessarily the greatest this year, but they've, they've had their moments. So it's one of those deals. It's good to see these kids getting that extra look. And it's really cool that Elko has hit that portal so hard. And you know, taking care of it, a lot of issues. And apparently, <laughs> the amount of kids that have talked about potentially coming back. You know, guys like Denver Harris and whatnot. And those are always interesting. Yeah, Denver
1: Harris one's interesting to me. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but, well, and you also have to understand that... Um, you know, some of the people talking about coming back are people that knew him. Oh yeah. Um. So because he's, I mean, he's just not that far removed, you no. know, from A and M for his time at A and M as defensive coordinator. But I think what you also see with these kids, it is not just Elko. I think, I, if you look at the way portal players make their decisions, it's different than how high school players make their decision, right? right. I think that's probably a fair statement. <clears throat> and I think what you see is these kids understanding, um. A good staff, right? They they yeah. see what the staff is doing. They see who's on staff. You know, these coaches have reputations. They have friends that have played for these coaches at other locations that they can reach out to. So I think it's not just Elko. Um, I mean, obviously, it's a ton of him, right? But sure. I, I think the quality of the staff that he put together is a really, really big deal. And I think you're seeing that play out with the portal recruiting.
0: I agree. Uh, we've seen a lot of good positives on that front. So very excited to see uh, how Elko continues to develop that going into spring ball. And um, yeah, spring game ought to be interesting. There'll be a lot of names we don't know. And, yeah, you're going to need you're need a roster printed out, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. But that's a good thing. I mean, I, I know people always complain about, oh, it sucks that we're losing people. But it's like, yeah, it sucks that we're losing people. But consider what our record was.
1: It was. It's, yeah, we're, I mean, we're losing people to win five and seven. I mean, the reality is, is yeah, um, we've got to be better. Yeah. And and I'm sure that Elko took full inventory of the team. <clears throat> yeah, went down and said these are where I, you know, these are the holes on my roster. Whether I need starters or I need depth, and he's going out and he's addressing the holes as best he can. And I think he's doing a fantastic job. Yeah. And you also have to remember, you know, when you're looking at, um, I think a lot of people are like, well, he's coming from Troy. Dude, Demarcus, Demarcus Ware played at Troy. All right, these athletes, these athletes are scattered all around college football.
0: And how often have we heard of like a big name guy who was doing their college career somewhere that nobody would really anticipate being that big of a place and been a phenomenal NFL player? Case in point, you know, one of my favorite examples: Miami of Ohio. Look at Ben Roethlisberger. You know, that's a tiny school, but you develop a player that. Ends up being long term a very strong NFL quarterback that lasted a long time, and that's <laughs> true across all of NFL. You say Brett Favre is another good example.
1: Great example. Um, Jerry Rice went like nowhere, didn't he? Yeah, pretty sure. Like the no nowhere you or something like that. Yeah. Um, so it's you got you. Just have to be at the point right now where you trust Elko. You don't have to be excited about the season yet. And I get that. Yeah. Like if you're, if you're, yeah,
0: Mississippi Valley State,
1: yeah yeah I, I understand if you want to be in, in the wait and see and i get it i i, I totally get it i, I think Aggies are, or i think we're a little snake bit as a as a fan base right now oh, yeah. um and so I, I totally understand the wait and see approach yeah. but i mean i don't think there's anything necessarily to complain about right now
0: no i would say two words that i like to use cautiously optimistic right yeah. you know, like to see how we do end up playing out i mean i'm not the guy that's sitting here like pumping arms like, yeah, we're going to win 10 games next year. We're going to roll through the SEC slate. We're going to be rocking and rolling. Now, I think that it's going to be an interesting year. And there's so many really great home games on the schedule leading into it. And I'm excited about that aspect for next year.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, the home slate's great. And then on top of that, uh, you know, what – like our draw in the SEC – yeah. You know, no, no Bama, no Georgia. And so in a transition year.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, that's nice to see. Right. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I know we got Notre Dame, but I mean, is anybody shaking in their boots with the thought of playing Notre Dame?
0: I mean, I wouldn't say shaking in the boots and certainly with it being at Kyle Field, uh, knowing how we like to bring the energy for those type of games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we've seen it so many years. You know, when we've had UCLA in town, we've we've had Clemson in town. I mean, even when we had the trip with Miami in one of our worst seasons, we did show up in that game. And so you know, you're sitting here with 2024 and your non-conference really rolling through. You've got Notre Dame, of course, and then McNeese, bowling green, New Mexico State. New Mexico State's not gonna be like the easiest game. Yes, it's gonna be a new coach because they've re-shook up everything, but it's Something else, to just keep in mind. It's going to be an interesting slate. I'm, I'm just excited.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it, it's just you know we're at a point right now in the on the calendar where it's just time for these kids to work. You know, it is. We're not going to get anything out, anything out of the program other than you know any more commitments, but those have got to happen here pretty quick. Mm-hmm. The semester's starting in a week. Right. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. So back to the national championship game. Yeah. Yeah. Michigan, Absolutely. Washington. Um, what is it? The number one defense. Michigan is number one defense in the nation, and you got yep. the number one passing offense in the nation in Washington. Yep. Um, Unst- think, unstoppable force, immovable object situation. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I, I think if Washington can play defense the way they played against Texas, because make no, make no mistake about it, like Texas has talent. Right. Yeah. Texas, Texas is a good football team. They are. But, well, they were before they lost all their talent. But, sure, um, but Washington was able to keep Texas in check. Now, why Texas didn't just start running the ball down their throat, I have no idea. But, um, yes. but but it's fine with me because I like the outcome. Uh, really? But if Washington can can kind of bow up a little bit on defense, I think I think Washington's got a chance to win this game. If if I had, if I had to pick one, like rooting wise. I want Washington to win just because uh, I really like Penix. Like I really, really like Penix. Um, my brain tells me I feel like the Michigan defense is going to be a little bit too much for Washington, mm-hmm. but uh, but again, yeah, that's why they play the game, right? You know it. Exactly. I'm, I'm literally just. This is one of those statements that we always like to make, but literally in this case, it 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 it's, it rings true. I just hope both teams have fun.
0: No, I mean really I don't have that much of a vested interest in this game. Um I know, you know Michigan obviously having not been there in a long time, Washington having not been there in a long time either. It's just, it's nice to have a re- you know just a nice fresh national championship. It's going to be great for one of these two teams. And frankly it doesn't hurt us in terms of like massive levels of recruiting because they're so far away. Yeah. It's all fine. It's all great and good. And it should be fun. I just don't envy poor uh Oregon and Ohio State fans for sitting back and having to watch your rival potentially win a title. That was one thing I did not have to I did not want to have to deal with this year. And fortunately, not a problem. Well,
1: and and you know, if Texas had won and had gone to the final that's in Houston. Like it just it would have been completely awful and insufferable too. And well, don't I- get me wrong we ever get to a title, I'm going to be insufferable, all right? but
0: There is not a fan base that I think can comprehend just how obnoxious we would be if A&M made it to the national title game and won it.
1: Oh. God. I don't even think I know how obnoxious I would be.
0: I know Northgate would likely be a war zone. I think you're going to see a lot of other craziness around town.
1: Yeah, College Station would probably need assistance from the
0: Texas Rangers. (laughs) <laughs> probably, and the we all know how we would be on the internet about it. Mm-hmm. We all know it, it would be fine. No, Techsags would literally shut down.
1: <laughs> oh no! They, yeah, they, they literally probably have a server meltdown. Um, no
0: question about it. But, but th- that's all hypotheticals and things that we would love to see happen down the line. Of course, yeah, right? Come on, Elko, we believe yeah,
1: to, it. T- tonight. Though tonight, I'll I'll go ahead and pick Washington to win. um I okay. think. Uh, but it, but it will require a monster game from Pennix.
0: Yeah, I would say
1: north of 400 total yardage for him. Yeah. Well north.
0: I think Michigan has what it takes to keep him in checks. I do think Michigan wins, but I am pulling for Washington. So I'm yeah. I'm, I'm in the camp for that. So hopefully, well, not, come on Huskies. Not to,
1: not to mention the hilarity of the chaos that is the last year of the Pac-12 to win a national championship. Exactly. Like, that was how, exactly. Per, how perfect
0: would that be? That's what I want. It's like, imagine your conference dying, but you get to pretty much hold a national title that you'll never be able to let go. Hey, that's ours. <laughs> you can't take it away from us. And, and all the years of the Pac-12 getting snubbed to even mm-hmm. get in the playoffs because they
1: just couldn't field any decent, like consistent teams. They had good teams that would end up losing dumb games. and oh, yeah. So it's the irony of a possibility of the Pac-12 winning the last four-game national championship. Well, at least winning the last national championship that they're capable of winning. Like, yeah. it's just...
0: It's too great. It's hilarious. It is. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays. I'm excited for the game. I think we all are. So College football wrapping up tonight. And speaking of other college football games, uh, good on uh, you know, South Dakota State. Took care of business against Montana.
1: Yeah, that's that's wild to put your national
0: championship up against the NFL. I don't understand what they were thinking. You had all day yeah. Saturday to do it. Yeah, Why? well, I mean, there were some NFL games on Saturday, but I mean... A couple, and they were they were later in the day. You could have done it at the same time mm-hmm. and done it on Saturday, and it wouldn't have impeded with anything. But your ratings would have been a lot better. Are you not trying to increase viewership for all levels of your sport?
1: You know, I'd, I'd be interested to see what it would look like for ratings, but I wonder what it would be like if they played it on National Championship Monday, but an early game.
0: Yeah, do it. Do it at like one o'clock. Have, oh. have both have both national championships on the same day. I mean, as a college football fan, I would be way about it. I understand why ESPN and maybe some of these other people because they want to get all of their talking heads on TV constantly analyzing every little aspect of the game before we get to the actual game. I'm like, do that on the think, ESPN I too. Th- do it I on ESPN think, News. Yeah, I, I still think they
1: get. I still think they get more eyes. Um, even though it's an afternoon on a Monday yeah like, there's a lot of people that take like take a half day on for the national championship yeah that and that aren't even fans of the teams that are playing
0: now I, I will say in regards to the national championship tonight I don't envy the poor people that are down in Houston getting ready to tailgate because the weather today is a very interesting factor that nobody's talking about so, uh, well, I mean, sitting,
1: it's, it's no factor on the game.
0: No, it won't be a factor on the game, but it's going to be more of a factor of logistics, people getting in and around and all that crap because uh we're sitting at least in Houston, they're in sitting what they call an enhanced risk that's a 3 out of 5 and a 10% hatched risk for tornadoes, aka anything above uh EF2 plus is potentially a factor. So uh, not as much of an issue here. We're only setting up like a 5%. Probably won't see anything. But for anybody listening to the podcast today when it releases, just keep an eye out on the weather today. It's going to be interesting. And we'll see well, what I plays mean, out.
1: I mean, if it's going to be windy and crappy and rainy, like the people from Washington should feel right at home.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> a little, little warmer than they're used to. But, yeah, they're, they're going to get it, no doubt. Yeah, and the folks from Michigan will probably be in flip-flops and shorts. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they're just loving the fact that they're not in Michigan right now. <laughs> right. Oh, I, I, I don't envy people who live up north during the winter. I no, no, it
1: does, the, the, I did not enjoy that, quite frankly.
0: No. Yeah, and having told
1: you. The, the first summer or the first year I got to D.C., uh-huh. so I signed in in, in July. Yeah. Um, that first winter was the worst winter D.C. had had in 50 years. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Of course. They knew you you were coming. (laughs) Miserable. So miserable.
0: I I vividly remember. So we went, I guess, now it's almost two years ago. Crazy to think that. But last, uh, so February 2022, uh, one of the runs that we did, we did Indiana, Iowa, and Missouri in February. And uh, we did Bloomington. And then uh, we ended up in Iowa City. In Iowa City, the wind chill that night was negative 14. No. I took a step outside. I had set a drink outside, not not five minutes later. I came back. That thing was frozen solid. I'm believe it. I was like, that was pure insanity. How of, cold it got.
1: One of my buddies lives in Tahoe. He sent me a sent me a picture. He got in his car. He sent me a picture of the temperature. Said negative four. Yeah, no. Told him, I was like, negative four is not a temperature. Negative four means the earth owes you four degrees. Like, that's not a temperature.
0: <laughs> that's one of my favorite bits. Ron White was talking about being near one of the largest uh, casinos in the world, never staying at a bus. He takes the dogs out to go potty. And when he walks outside, uh, he looked at the temperature and it was zero. Comes walking back in. His wife was like, Hey, what's the temperature outside? He goes, There's not one. <laughs> this place doesn't seem to have a temperature.
1: <laughs> nice yeah that same buddy he he got a new puppy, I guess mm-hmm. they uh opened the door to to let the dog out in the morning, and the dog refused to go out.
0: I don't blame it's
1: no it sucks. yeah
0: me neither <laughs> I can't well, stand the cold that's right. yeah they've got fur, but they're not even at that temperature, nobody wants to deal with it no, unless you're yeah. unless you're a husky <laughs> yeah right <laughs> they they vibe out there in the cold they're like, oh, this is cool. what are y'all doing?
1: <laughs> oh love them the uh I want to switch. Sit, we're gonna switch gears over to basketball real quick. Yeah. yeah, there's not much to touch on, to be quite honest. Uh, no. I will, start, I will start with the women. I think Joni Taylor is doing a bang up job. know If you saw the women, won. Uh, they beat Auburn they did. Uh, by got like 20 20 points, give or take. Twenty two um, points, I think. Yeah. So the I I think Joni Taylor is going to have. Um, I think she's going to surprise some people. Uh, I'm not sitting here saying that you know they're gonna win the conference or anything, but I think I think they're gonna surprise some people that maybe haven't been paying attention lately to women's basketball because you know maybe the record wasn't good. And and again, Aggies it, it, for basketball, if the record's not good, we're, we don't watch. You know, I'm um, sure. But switching over to the men, they gotta get figured
0: out, man. Um, yeah, Men, men are. I, I literally don't understand where we're struggling on the shooting front. I really don't know. Well, when
1: Boots was out, the problem is the only guy you had on the entire roster to handle the ball is Wade Taylor, right? I mean, that's just that's just a fact of it, man. You didn't have anybody else that can handle handle the ball, you know, well enough. Um, and with Boots back, you know, you still have to have Coleman, you know, have great nights because we need the scoring. Mm-hmm. Because really, the only scoring you have is Wade Taylor and Boots. So, and that's no way to you know that's no way to have a winning program we don't have we don't have enough shooters and we don't have enough creators mm-hmm. and and the LSU game was a perfect example of length length will kill us because we're not a tall team especially without marble who's i can't imagine he's coming back um so with marble out you know you, you have what you have right but yeah. solo and um i'm trying to think like i mean you have what is his name Leveque. I believe is how you say it. Mm-hmm. Um, the other center the transferred in, but you just you don't have the length. Um they they've got to find a way to start creating. Um because like their shot selection is oddly enough isn't poor. Like we, we're not a we're not a bad shot selection team, but we can make it easier on ourselves by creating better shots and better scenarios and situations. Mm-hmm. And all we're doing is just dribbling down the court settle setting a, a high Somewhat worthless screen, and then just kind of dribbling around for a little bit, and then we just huck one up. Yeah. So whatever it is, they need to get it figured out. They need to get it figured out fast because contract extension or not, there's going to be some expectations. There are some expectations on Buzz Williams, and and this year, it's not making the tournament is certainly does not, you know, match up with the expectations that they have for him.
0: Well, and I mean, you went the final three forty in the game without making any points at all and you're running around with only a 25 percent field goal percentage uh for that game against lsu compared to their 40 and your three-point shooting ain't up to snuff right now so i mean you do need to find a way to create better shots and you need to execute if you're not going to shoot
1: better you've got you got to make easier shots that's Mm -hmm. all there is to it because and maybe the light goes on but quite frankly we just don't have that many shooters on the team that's all there is to it. Wade taylor's a shooter and he's shooting like garbage mm-hmm. um Hefner's a shooter but he's a liability on the court as well right um he doesn't handle the ball well his defense is okay um so it's it, it's tough like you i and I don't, I don't know how to fix it like i'm not the guy that's going to be able to tell you how but I, but i i know what i'm seeing Mm-hmm. And and what I'm seeing isn't good,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so it's one of those things where I, I don't know what and maybe the light goes on though for a couple of guys and they do start shooting and that's the problem is you got guys that aren't shooting at their own normal clip, so yeah. even the guys that can shoot aren't shooting where the darn mm-hmm. it's 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 just this whole confluence of everything and then on top of that you get out re- out out rebounded on the offensive glass against LSU and that's like your bread and butter. Mm-hmm. Um, and lsu is able to do that and again that's just from their length i think they have a, a seven one or two seven footers mm-hmm. um so but whatever it is you got to get it turned around because you don't want to dig yourself I, I think uh hop said this you know you don't want to you know we've seen that buzz william teams are capable of digging themselves out of the holes but maybe don't dig one this year you know <laughs> like yeah. maybe don't maybe you don't have to rattle off nine straight conference wins at the end of the year to, you know, to salvage your season.
0: Well, and it doesn't exactly get easier with our next game. Cause you're going on the road to Auburn who looked absolutely lights out against Arkansas.
1: Yes. Yes. They no. pummeled Arkansas.
0: So at the end of the day, um, we're going to need to see some kind of spark because uh, I, I know early bracketology even still has us floating as a seven seed, but man, you keep doing what you're doing, you're not going to see the tournament.
1: Yeah, no, 100%. Because there's some good basketball, you know, in the SEC. Kentucky's always going to be a hard out. doesn't matter who you know, who they've got. Kentucky's always going to pull players. South um, Carolina's
0: cruising along this year, too. Yeah, Tennessee, yeah. Um, Ole Miss. Yeah, Ole Miss has been pretty solid
1: in their own right. Granted, I mean, they haven't played anybody, but yeah. you know, it's Chris Beard, you know. Yeah. Um, and as a coach, he's pretty darn good. Arkansas, they, he always seems to find a way to have good rosters. Mm-hmm. I mean, the SEC's—it's not a top-heavy conference uh, in basketball. At least it doesn't seem like it's going to be this year. Probably not. There's so. a lot of a lot of really a lot of really good teams, and we need to turn it around and be one of those really good teams.
0: Yeah, but at this stage of the game, the only team that's sub 500 is Vanderbilt. Everybody's yeah. everybody's cruising along for
1: the most yeah, part. Yeah, that, that LSU loss was like a quad three loss. Like it's a bad, Not bad good. loss.
0: Not a good loss.
1: Yeah. So they got to get it figured out. And but you know, you look at it on the road at Auburn, it's an opportunity for a good win.
0: So it is. So if you find a way to pull it off, great. And we, you know, you know, prove us wrong, right? Yeah. Please, yeah. for the love of God, prove us wrong.
1: Yeah, and, and but, you know, I, I like I like Buzz. I do. I, I think he's I a did. fantastic person, and he's. He's interesting, but personally, I, I just want to win games.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's a simple thing. I'm a simple I mean, man, simple, <laughs> innocent man that needs one thing.
1: And here's the catch. Like, you can do both. You can be, like, a really awesome dude and also win games. So just do both. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, come on, Bill. Oh, Kennedy did it. Plenty. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And, yeah, he had his moments. He had his ups and downs. But at least the guy was finding ways to make the tournament and go deep at times. So, just – that that's what we want. That's all we need.
1: And Elka strikes again. Just got a text that we got a defensive end transferring from Marshall. Yep. Time to make a post. Um. Right.
0: But – uh, and then we're under 40 days of baseball. We are under 40 days of baseball. We are getting awfully, awfully close. And a preseason poll came out. Uh, and we uh from perfect game we kick off the year at seven for them I like that yeah that's not a bad spot puts us just ahead of Texas uh TCU is five uh LSU's up there of course uh, Arkansas is up there there's gonna be a lot of really tough talent but always with all
1: uh, these adding Texas to SEC baseball is just insane It like, is. because SEC baseball is already so
0: good and Oklahoma has their moments I mean we saw it yeah. happen you know in the previous season.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's so crazy. You know, I talk about it. You feel like you wake up from your Thanksgiving nap and mm-hmm. like, it's already new year's Eve, you know, cause that part of the year flies by so fast. Right. It does. But then as soon as you get past new year's day, it feels like everything's being drugged back to full speed. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you kind of getting back to work, getting settled back in, mm-hmm. like vacations are over. It's time for you to like, make your new calendar. You know, if you haven't already, you put together your, your work plan, you know, for, for the year. Um, and then all of a sudden we're like halfway, like we're, we're nearing the end of conference basketball, uh, basketball conference play baseball yeah. starting. And you're like, hey, all of it, like, it just whips back into a frenzy, you know, in March. <clears throat> so.
0: Oh, I am definitely looking forward to baseball though. Let me tell you, but obviously we'll jump into that one. It's a little, yeah,
1: bit... we get a little, get a little bit closer to baseball,
0: but a um, handful of things that we're excited for. That's one of them, uh, no doubt. I'm, I'm very excited for that team. But uh, the other thing that nobody's talking about, because it's really not that big of a deal, but new uniforms potentially on the horizon for baseball too is what I've heard at least a few pieces here and there. So looking forward to making edits on those and getting those put together.
1: Yeah, I, we need to not overlook softball too
0: also softball
1: yeah i'm, yeah, I'm excited I, for them Um yeah i'm gonna be interested to see how trisha ford does you know with you know, kind of watching her basically following almost the same tra- trajectory as Joni taylor with women's basketball mm-hmm. you know the programs that they picked that, that they inherited needed some work
0: yeah, absolutely and, so, and it's it's not the easiest thing to do of course but um you know, build it up, make it work. I mean, that's all I can ask for. And I'm, I'm excited well, for it.
1: Well, and I think that's where the cautious optimism comes with football, though, is mm-hmm. because we still have a lot of talent on that roster, like a lot of talent. So it's not like everybody left and graduated and we're doing a complete, like, program rebuild. It's not like mm-hmm. that. You know,
0: so. <clears throat> and looking at our schedules... Should be fine. I'm looking forward to all that. We'll, we'll definitely get into that later. Um, as far as what's current in the world today, though, one thing I did want to ask you about. So, New Year's, new. You, did you get yourself a resolution? Did you figure one out? I don't do New Year's resolutions. <laughs> I,
1: I just don't, like. If there's something I need to improve on in my life,
0: mm-hmm.
1: changing calendars isn't going to be the day I do it. Totally fair. Yeah, it's. I mean, I've, I'm, I'm sure I've done them before, but I don't make a point to have like this year I'm going to now. I mean, I have New Year's resolution type stuff for my business.
0: I was about to say, do you have some year, yearly goals that you have in mind?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've got, I've got my goals set out for the year for me. Um, uh, and I'm kind of, um, it's, it's weird because we have this coaching and, and they put out like this template for your business plan mm-hmm. and it gives you, it was like one, five, 10, you know, what's your goals for a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now. And quite frankly, 10 years from now, I think that's just too far out for me to, mm-hmm. to even wrap my, wrap my brain around. Right. right. So <clears throat> I'm a one, two, five kind of guy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And because I think five, five years out is about as far out as I need to look at things that I, I can realistically um, build towards, remember that I'm building towards them and achieving that. Um, <clears throat> and so I, I've, I've got some fun stuff set out for kind of what I, in, well, what I intend to do, quite frankly, mm-hmm. um, both with just goals, uh, you know, and it's straight numbers goals for me, you know, cause I'm in real estate, it's basically yeah. sales. So I've got, I've got some numbers goals, but then I have some really exciting stuff happening this year that will help catapult me kind of towards that five-year goal. Which is really it's three years, but that's different though. But yeah, but I'm assuming you have some because you asked. So if you oh, got year, yeah, fire away.
0: No, I mean, yeah, I mean for us, obviously the big deal is just what one thing I really want to do is get red uh the Shred Dirt site really rolling, um with some new products and stuff, really get into work with uh the fine folks over at CH Lone Star. Because I know they're trying to really really up what they're trying to put out this year with working with a lot more bands. And then, of course, for us personally within the band, just we want to see that growth this year. We want to see the special level of growth that a lot of other bands have seen. And right. what's really going to help out with that is obviously with the new singles. Um, and to that, uh, I've got a few announcements. Uh, first and foremost, new single, Mrs. Lonely, will release on January 19th, be that Friday. <clears throat> And so we're very, very uh, excited for that song to come out. Uh, Going to be videos with that as well on YouTube. Uh, so we'll be posting um, and I'll share links and everything when that releases. Uh, another single that will come out in February and one at the beginning of April. So we got a bunch of new music ready to hit the road um, and some fun shows that we've picked up. Um, a couple that I'm really, really excited for. Uh, we're playing with Pat Green. Nice. On a couple of shows. Uh, we're playing with him at Flores Country Store uh, outdoor show. In March, uh, very beginning of March. And then that very next week, we're going to be at um, uh, House Pasture in Concan, which is the bigger uh, venue they have out there in Concan on the Frio. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because they're doing like a Frio River, um, like it's the first weekend of uh, spring break. So they're wanting Uh to have like concerts and whatnot out there. So we're on the first day, which is Thursday for that festival with Pat. So that should be a lot of fun. Yeah, I played golf out
1: of Concan. I know that area pretty well.
0: Mm-hmm. I played golf out of Concan, well, same course.
1: <laughs> st- stayed out there, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's, it's it's nice out there. No it cell is. coverage, but it's nice. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: That's nice. I just hope that they're uh, a little bit better in in the water world this time around because last several times I've been out there, it's been pretty dry. Yeah,
1: unfortunately, I keep, keep rooting for rain.
0: Always written for rain. Well, and we should see, at least here, plenty of it today. So, yes. Always. Yes. It started early here at the house. Mm-hmm. A 100% chance of rain today. So don't forget that rain jacket when you leave the house. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, everything else is good on in our world. Uh, big thing I was wanting to get done for anybody who's watching. Yes, completely reset up a lot of things in the house. That was kind of my big project during our downtime. And it, it came across really well. So well, yeah, I'm my s- big my
1: my my big project of my downtime was definitely just
0: relaxing, you know, trying yeah. to get stuff done. It's the way to be. So it was a uh, good year. Um very excited to come into this one. So uh as you guys uh be sure to check us out on all of our socials. Um I'm Rob uh be sure to follow Rob White, uh, Rob the Slapper on Twitter. <laughs> Roy May and uh 15 on Twitter uh as well as all the rest of our socials we need to wrap this up pretty quick so I uh, hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the day enjoy the, enjoy the national championship I'm Rob White that's Roy May we are the red ass podcast thank you very much have a wonderful rest of y'all's day yeah.